Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. The Democrats are done. I not only hope it, but I do believe it. This is Drew Allen. Welcome to the Drew Allen Show. Uh, this is your uh, millennial minister of truth. I've got to address another mass shooting. We're going to do that. Uh, but Kamala Harris, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, she's uh, making a surprise trip, made a surprise trip, unscheduled trip to Illinois, Highland Park, Illinois, the scene of the latest mass shooting now. She can't make a trip to the border. Remember, she was named the border czar uh, just after Biden was installed in the White House as the president of the United States. And since she's been the border czar, she's been to the border zero times. She can make her way to Europe. Uh, She can make her way all over the world, but she can't make it to the border in Texas or Arizona or anywhere else. Have you ever heard of a border czar who doesn't ever go to the border? Maybe we should make her the gun violence czar. We know she can't solve it. Yeah, that'll prevent mass shootings, right? Making Kamala Harris the mass shooting czar, the gun violence czar. But she's out there sounding like the idiot that she is again. Uh, you know, stoking hatred, uh, just making absolutely stupid claims, which you would expect from somebody whose only claim to fame is uh, having an affair with Willie Brown, the former mayor of San Francisco. This is ironic because, you know, she just recently compared overturning Roe v. Wade to slavery, right? Harris said that the United States has a history of government trying to claim ownership over human bodies. Of course, she's referencing slavery in American history. Well, interesting for her to try and make that point, given the fact that she has used her own human body for political gain by sleeping with a married man. And that is how her career started, begun, took off. And still, nobody likes her, just like Willie Brown, who ditched her, um just as quickly. Um, you know, uh, we've got a lot to get into. The, the left is now talking about gay rights. They've been talking about this. They're, they're trying to say that, you know, SCOTUS is now maybe targeting gay rights, and, and some of you won't like what I'm going to have to say about that. But first, let's talk about what took place in Highland Park, a, a horrific tragedy, another mass shooting, six or seven dead, uh, two dozen or so, Wounded, the latest lunatic, uh, Cremo, this kid, who was moonlighting as some kind of rapper called Awake the Rapper. Now look, we got a masculinity crisis in America. We have a mental health crisis in America. And, you know, the Democrats don't want to address the... the they, they refuse to confront the fact that we have a mental health problem in America. That we have a masculinity crisis in America that is turning out these psychopathic killers who are young men. No, no, it's always the guns, always the guns, even though, even though Illinois, the state of Illinois, the very state in which this young man, Cremo, the psycho, acquired a weapon, well, those red flag laws are designed to stop it. But they didn't stop it. Just like they didn't stop it in Buffalo, New York, 
time and time again. The through line is a bunch of parents. You know, banning guns is never going to stop any of this on any of this violence, this gun violence. But uh, good parenting could. Good parenting could, but we don't have parents. We don't have men in society anymore. We don't have role models. We're not. We don't have people monitoring their children, being role models to their children. They're just, you know, left to their own devices, sitting on their computer screens, making videos, glamorizing school shootings and murder. And somehow, uh, you know, years later down the road, oh, we're suddenly surprised. Wow, somebody who said. You know, school shootings were amazing and they wanted to do it and they fantasized about getting in a shootout with cops and being killed. Oh, wow, that person committed a, a shooting. That's shocking, isn't it? Now, the, the the media is going to every length and it's really sickening, I got to say right now. CNN, the rest of the typical usual suspects doing everything they can to try and pretend that this was just some uh, surprise to all of us. There's... There's nothing we could have done to prevent this except ban guns. Ban gun. You know, there were more people killed, by the way, in Chicago over the July 4th weekend. You know, in the South Side and so on and so forth, black children and gang violence than were killed uh, in this mass shooting. Now, that's not to, to downplay what happened with the mass shooting, but that's, the, that's to point out that if you heard the media address the other shootings that took place in Chicago, no. Not a single one of them. They are focused only on one thing because they think it will serve their agenda and narrative. Now, the uncle of this Highland Park shooting suspect, his name's Robert Bobby Cremo. That's the killer. Well, he sounds a lot like the mother of the murderer in Uvalde, Texas, who said, well, he had his reasons. Who's justifying it? Who doesn't want to accept any responsibility for not reporting their child or their nephew, who doesn't want to take responsibility for their failures as role models, their failures to condemn their child, their failure to report them. That's what the the red flag laws are all about. They're all about, well, you can go to the relevant authorities. If somebody like a cremo is making these videos, glamorizing violence, getting his face tattooed, rapping about murder, well, you can go to the authorities and say, hey, we got to take this guy's gun away. But they didn't do that, did they? They didn't do that. But those are the red flag laws that didn't work in Illinois that they think are going to stop mass shootings in America. So Robert, so the uncle of, uh, of this cremo creep, this evil reprobate, well, of course, he's saying, well, yeah, he was a normal kid. He didn't show any signs of violence despite being a loner who lived in an apartment behind his parents' house who was out of work after losing his job at Panera when the pandemic hit. Um, that's a sign. A loner. Gee, we've never heard that before with mass shooters. They're loners. So this kid is out of work because of the pandemic. And by the way, I gotta say, they're sitting here blaming guns and guns and guns. What about the pandemic and the lockdowns? You know, the Buffalo shooter, in his manifesto, his screed, as we can call it, he said he was radicalized in the early months of the pandemic. He was locked down in his home, and he was on uh, the computer getting radicalized. Well, this guy was out of work at Panera Bakery when the pandemic hit, still out of work. His parents didn't tell him to go get a job. He's living in his parents' apartment. Where are his parents, MIA, in this situation? 
So Paul Cremo's his uncle, right? And uh, he's talking about how on Sunday night before he went out and committed the mass murder, well, he was behaving normally. Well, he, yeah, yeah, he's behaving normally, just like he was behaving normally when he was a loner without any friends locked up in his parents' apartment, right? In the back of their home. Yeah, that's very normal behavior, Paul Cremo. You uncle, you creep. He showed no signs of violence. Even though the killer Cremo had YouTube rap videos glamorizing school shootings. And of course, you know, uh, the, the uncle's heartbroken. So heartbroken, yeah. Well, tell that to the victims' families. There were no signs that I saw that would make him do this, Paul Cremo's uncle said, except the fact that he's a loner living in the back, living in his parents' basement on the computer all day. He's a lonely, quiet person, the uncle said. He keeps everything to himself. Do you realize how insidious and stupid and just perverse this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these signs, you know. I mean, no, no, no. It was normal behavior. It's not normal behavior. We have a problem in this country. You know, my father, another generation, got to work when they were 15, 16 years old, as soon as they could. They learned work ethic. They weren't allowed to sit at home and live in their parents' basement. They were put out on the street to work and get a job and contribute to society. This is part of the problem in America, the masculinity crisis. Toxic masculinity, right? This behavior is, uh, is totally okay for parents today. A worthless, useless child living at home on their computer, not looking for a job, unemployed. I don't care about the pandemic and so on and so forth. Yeah, if you can, I am on a I tear today because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm working on a book about restoring masculinity and manhood in America, which I believe is largely responsible, largely responsible for everything we're experiencing today. The societal and moral decay of America is because of the demi-man, the half-man, the person who rejects personal responsibility, accountability, who's a victim, who's hate-filled, who isn't contributing to society, who doesn't accept his responsibility, uh, whether it's as a father, as a man, as a contributor to society, his role. But anyway, so Cremo's parents haven't addressed the attack apparently yet, but his, his father, Bob Sr., they're all saying, unsuccessfully ran for mayor against Nancy Rotering. So the point here is that he was probably a Republican here running against a Democrat. Uh, and the Democrat had a gun control agenda, by the way. And Rotaring, uh, she's confirming that Cremo legally obtained his weapon. And she says she taught him the killer when he was a Cub Scout. And then he was a normal little boy. A normal little boy. And uh, Rotaring, the mayor, the Democrat, is saying, well, it's one of those situations where you stand back and ask, what happened? How did somebody become this angry, this hateful? to then take it out on innocent people who were just literally having a family day out? Well, I agree, it's an act of evil. But look at the world we live in. Look at the hatred from the Democratic Party itself, the violence against Kavanaugh, the violence out there against anyone and everyone. So she's going back to, he was just a little boy. Well, he's not a little boy anymore, and he just committed murder. So let's talk about Cremo. Uh, in an, an online bio, he boasted of having a net worth of $100,000. Uh, he had a Spotify page, by the way, where he was a uh, rapper, right? Awake. They've taken this down off of Spotify, by the way. 
You know, it wasn't flagged before, even though he had 16,000 monthly listens. No, no, no. Nobody ever paid attention. But now you can't listen to the music. Because I wanted to actually go in there and play the song for you to get real. To show you, let you hear what this psychopath was putting out into the world that everyone should have been saying, there's something wrong with this guy. And somehow with 16,000 monthly listens, it went unnoticed. But now, now that he's committed the horrendous act of murder and he's been apprehended, well now, now we can't listen to it. Now it's been scrubbed, taken off the internet. So we can't study the guy. We can't look retroactively and say, uh, and retrospectively and say, gee, how do we address this? How did a, a, a state with red flag laws not pick up on this? Even though the police were aware of it, how could a man like this who was on the police's radar yet again get away with this? Is there something going on in these police forces in these, in these places, by the way? Is there some kind of uh, uh, memo out there that says, uh, just let these people go loose? Uvalde shooter, known to the police as well, known to the FBI, a lot, of the, a lot of these murders are beforehand. We find out the Buffalo shooter, for example, who actually had a mental health evaluation after threatening, essentially, to shoot up a school, and then, of course, he does it. Something's not working. So, Cremo had posted multiple disturbing videos, including a clip where he reached into his bag in an empty classroom, before the screen cut to him in body armor, scattering bullets around the now trashed room. You can't watch this video now, of course. It's been taken off the internet. But this was out there before he did this, never taken off. Now think about this. You know, people who question the lockdown, to question the, the fake science surrounding COVID, people who question the left's narrative. Yeah, yeah, well, they are kicked off permanently the internet, right? Remember the movement to get Joe Rogan taken off of Spotify? But this guy, this Cremo creep, he, he was on Spotify until now. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, th- this guy had a record, a footprint, uh, last fall. Last fall, he posted a music video of himself shooting people online. And another clip of himself throwing bullets on the floor of the classroom while wearing armor, just as I said. He had this uh, Discord server. I don't know what that is. It's only gotten worse since I've grown up, you know? I mean, I I was... You know, I couldn't get on the internet as a kid without waking my parents up because of that old, you know, dial-up modem. AOL. But now you got all these new things out there where people can go and get radicalized away from their parents. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Parents are uninvolved in their children's lives today. Children are sitting here on the internet being indoctrinated with God knows what and the parents are what? Totally MIA. But anyway, the point is for months and months and months and months this guy made references to suicide. He posted messages on these message boards talking about graphic depictions of murder and death. He shared a video of beheading. And this guy just slipped through the cracks Yet again. Yet again. And so here's what's going on, folks. You know, the left is seizing on this gun control narrative now because this is all they think they have. Everything else has failed. Abortion has failed as an issue for the Democratic Party. They're hoping this gun control agenda is going to save them at the polls, and so they are going to uh, 
Well, they're hoping and praying for more of this. And if you notice how there's nothing but crises in the Democrats' America, nothing but crises, crisis after crisis after crisis, and they accept no blame or responsibility. Because you need to understand this. I've said this countless times, and it's something that every one of you needs to understand. Every American needs to understand. The Democratic Party, their entire survival, their entire platform, the way they are designed and set up is to foment crises, create crises. The Democratic Party depends upon crises for their survival. If they ever solved a crisis, they wouldn't have a platform to run on. So they're never going to solve a problem, but only exacerbate and create them because they need to create problems to present themselves as candidates to solve those problems. But the dirty little secret is they are behind the creation of nearly every single problem in America. Now, they thought abortion, as I said, was going to be the issue that saved them in the midterms and in the future. But it doesn't appear to be working. And Democrats are privately, I guarantee you, admitting to themselves that abortion isn't a big enough issue to control Democratic voters, to keep them voting for them as much as they wanted it to. They had months and months and months, well, two months, actually, to prepare for the SCOTUS decision overturning Roe v. Wade. They leaked this. And it has not worked to their advantage. I mean, the first thing they did after Roe v. Wade was overturned was what? Schumer and them introduced a bill that was going to legalize abortion up until birth. That's how radical and psychotic they are. And so this abortion issue is not going to motivate their voters to go to... And think about this, too. They are so desperate. They are so out of touch with reality. They are so incapable of making any sound decisions tactically, strategically anymore. They look at them. They're just throwing gasoline on any and every fire they can find. How can a Democratic voter even be focused on the issue of of abortion right now? They've moved on already to the gun control narrative. And so, you know, Democrats out there, I mean, the Democrats shot themselves in the foot in multiple ways. I mean, they leaked the SCOTUS decision that was going to overturn Roe v. Wade, but we knew they were going to overturn it since December when the oral arguments were heard. You know, they hear the oral arguments before they ever render a decision, and that's the moment where the, the justices ask questions, put out their points of view, and it becomes kind of clear where all the justices stand. So, look, and we knew too when Amy Coney Barrett, when Gorsuch, when Kavanaugh, the Catholics, when they were put on there, we, we knew that they were going to be up for overturning Roe v. Wade. Movie. The Democrats have admitted this. They've been scheming for so long to, to make this happen. And so they didn't have a plan to address it. The Democratic voters, look, they, they, there's nothing they can do about it. They're going to try unlawfully. But, uh, I mean, it just makes them look like a bunch of morons. Since December, we knew this was going to happen, and the Democrats don't have a plan to deal with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. They don't even have a message except, well, this is like slavery. Yeah, you just enslaved the American people for two-plus years, and you continued doing it, if you could, with the lockdowns and so on and so forth in the name of COVID. And, of course, you know, we have the same abortion policy as China and North Korea. 
This is the whole thing that's lost in the abortion argument. Even Europe doesn't have the radical abortion policies that the blue states in America have and that the Democrats wanted to federalize in America in the third trimester. That's the point. They were always too radical for this. And so they shot themselves in the foot. They go too far every single time. And actually, a lot of people who are pro-choice would rather be pro-life than have the alternative, which is the Democrats' demand that you can basically kill a child up until birth. And, you know, the Democrats really are becoming the boy who cried wolf. Everything, every time something doesn't go their way, it's what? The world is going to end. Every time. They promise, they, and they promise things they can't deliver. And they do this with Trump-Russia collusion, with quid pro quo, with impeachment, uh, the January 6th, quote-unquote, lie, insurrection, whatever it is. They can never deliver the goods because they lie, and everything is built on a lie. I'll tell you this. They believe their own bullcrap at this point. Newsom. Newsom. You know what he did on July 4th weekend, Independence Day, right? Newsom ran ads in Florida urging Floridians to move to California where he said they'll be free. I, I, got, I got to tell you about this. So Newsom, he featured an Independence Day ad encouraging Florida residents to move to California. And this was paid for by his re-election campaign. Now, 360,000 Californians fled California in 2021. Many of them went to Florida. And this guy runs a campaign that says, I quote, it's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Newsom says in the ad, and this he tweeted out on Sunday, freedom is under attack in your state, Newsom ad, added. And then he takes aim at Republican leaders. Newsom says, I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love, Newsom says. Don't let them take your freedom. Think about what a moron this Newsom guy is. How deranged he is. People have fled California because it's a tyrannical state. They fled it because of the lockdowns. They fled it because of the the hostile business environment, the hostile taxation situation, everything. And this guy's going to Florida where people chose to go for freedom and telling them to flee Florida, the free state, to come back to California. The only thing that's free-flowing in California is crime and murder. So yes, yes, in California, people are free to steal and commit other crimes. Uh, so yes, please come back to California. Have you been to San Francisco lately or Los Angeles? Really beautiful place. Lots to offer there. In addition to the highest gas prices in the country, yes, please flee Florida, the freest state in the land, and come to California and live with me, Newsom, where I want to take your guns, where I want to attack your free speech, where we hate Republicans. Yes, yes, such a wonderful place. The, the, you know, the reason they're doing this is California realizes they're screwed. They did it to themselves. You know, they don't have a tax base. It's unsustainable, their Marxist model. It always was. But, you know, the lifespan of their Marxism is, has been shortened drastically because they don't have anybody to tax anymore. All the rich people are leaving. They're done with California. So it's untenable. But anyway, this uh, freak, Cremo, back to the murderer, you know, he had these face tattoos. Uh, he wore women's clothing, allegedly trying to hide his tattoos. 
which is an admission that he looked like a lethal freak, trying to cover it because he didn't want to attract attention to himself on that day. Reports were that he was even wearing a wig. And he planned the attack for several weeks, just like the Buffalo shooter did. And of course, the Democrats are out there. Uh, yeah, we need, we need more, more gun laws. More gun laws. That's right. Now, the I'm trying to find if I have it here. The, the mayor, Remo, is that what her name was? Um, well, anyway, I, I, I remember from, from, from memory, but what I was saying was they don't want to address the mental health aspect of this. They don't want to address the failures of the, the red flag laws. They don't want to take responsibility for anything, but the mayor, uh, this person that claimed that, you know, he was such a nice kid when she was with him as a boy scout, when he was a young boy. Well, she's she's saying that they 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 don't even want to broach the topic of mental health. This this is all about guns, all about guns. They they do not want us to address the root cause because they have an agenda here, and it's guns. Now, taking guns away from any law-abiding citizen isn't going to solve this. But again, you know, one they want to disarm the American populace, but also they need an issue to run on. And the point is. These Democrat states and these Democrat cities, now you'll hear lies from the left, right? They'll say, well, you know, a lot of these mass shootings and crime is happening in red states. Yeah, but it's happening in blue cities, blue cities where Democrats control everything. And, you know, a logical, pragmatic person looks at this and says, well, you know, none of the stuff you're proposing is working because the most dangerous places in America are in the very very cities and locations in which you have all the gun control that you're proposing for the rest of the country. So this is just going to keep getting ramped up. And I don't know about you. You know, I was talking to a buddy uh, who's a radio host. He called me, wanted to chat. You know, they've come out and talked about the liberal world order on news now. It's not even a secret. It used to be a conspiracy theory, the liberal world order. Uh, that's communism, by the way, for you. That is a usurpation of all your rights, and that's what the Democratic Party is hell-bent on achieving. The subjugation of you and me. The belief in the all-powerful government. The slave owner mentality. You know, you and I are better off and happier in a system in which our lives are run by Democrats. Democrats. Um, everywhere you look, the Democrats are failing. Failing. So, you know, I think the gun agenda is what they've kind of settled on right now. It's the uh, topic du jour for them, the crisis du jour for them. And they're going to push this all the way into midterms. But, I, you know, I was mentioning my conversation with my buddy and in and I brought it up because one of the things I said to him on the phone was, you know, I, I'm tired. I'm tired. Look, it's not wearing me down. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep telling the truth. But I'm tired. And I think the American people are tired. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that it's, it's a positive thing to get rid of the Democratic Party. People are exhausted by this. The same crappy proposals every single time. The same lies every single time. As I mentioned before, Trump-Russia collusion, quid pro quo, January 6th. I mean, they never deliver anything. They're liars. And, you know, the latest thing, by the way, you got to notice this shift. 
Uh, Biden is now blaming gas stations, you know, for the <laughs> for the high gas prices. It's the gas station's fault. So he was blaming Putin before, right? It was all about Putin. Putin's the cause of everything. But, you know, poll after poll came out. The American people weren't buying it. So his handlers got a hold of him, of course, and said, oh, you know, we got we got we got to change this message. Get diaper man over here. Let's let's write it on a post-it note for him. No, not a post-it note. Let's put it on a on a on a teleprompter and let's get him to blame this on gas stations because we need to change our messaging messaging. They won't take responsibility for it. So they just shift their messaging. So now they're blaming gas stations, gas stations. And, uh, you know, Newsom, by the way, speaking of uh, of him, to follow up here, he's going to send Californians relief checks, $1,050 relief checks. 23 million people are supposedly eligible to receive them in California. And that's there are 39 people in California. So that's a large percentage of the American people. Uh, well, the Californians are going to get this. So California has tax on tax on tax. You know, the reason gas prices are so high in California, I mean, higher than even the rest of America is because they tax it. They tax it. So now they're going to give us a $1,050 check. Is this a one-time check, a two-time check? How many times are we going to get this? You, you see what they're doing here. They, they, want, they don't want you to look at the government as the cause. They want you to look at the government as the solution. So they're going to send $1,000.50 checks hoping that the American, the Californian, is dumb enough to believe that the government is here to save them. Right? They're going to give you $1,000 back to deal with the inflation, the gas prices that they are responsible for. This is Stockholm Syndrome where I live in California. People have been beaten bludgeoned by these Democrats in this state and these same people that are being bludgeoned are saying thank you thank you for the thousand dollars even though I pay the highest taxes in the country you've robbed me your taxes and your policies are the reason I can't afford a home I can't afford groceries I can't afford gas but thank you for the thousand dollars of my money that you stole from me that you're giving back I gotta be honest I, I haven't really watched the news much uh, over the weekend I, I took a much needed hiatus um, you know I'm human I, I know I know that's you know hard to admit and for hard hard for some people to understand that yes I, I mean I, I am I am yet a mere mortal. I get exhausted as well. So I tuned it out. And then you know, I started doing my research. I obviously had my PR had my PR job too. So I'm, I'm having to look at the news again. And uh, so there's a lot of other stuff I'm not going to get to today. But I just wanted to mention this uh, masculinity crisis one for one before I, I get to my la- last and final topic to keep it short today. But in Uvalde, you know, where was the killer's father? Never mentioned. We never heard a word about the father. It was just the mother who was making excuses for her son. Poor parenting. Fatherlessness. Dimmy men who abandon their families and are not role models, who are selfish, who are not interested in their children, who are more interested in themselves, their careers, whatever it is. They neglect their responsibilities as men. They're victims, forever blaming someone else for their failures. You know, the man does not blame others for his failures. 
You know, the 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 Dimmy Man looks as obstacles as these unfair challenges that that you know victimize him. What? Whereas the successful man, the full, the full blown man, not the Dimmy Man. You know, the World War World War Two generation, the greatest generation. You know, they look at obstacles as necessary, as failure, as necessary obstacles on their pathway to success that teach them something. They don't blame others. They don't become hateful. They grow. They overcome obstacles and challenges. They take control of their futures. They take responsibility, hold themselves accountable. But these other people are angry reprobates. Uh, They pick up guns and go out and kill people because they're mad about something. And by the way, with this shooter, apparently he was draped in a Trump flag at one point. So here's the narrative. Here's what they love about this. Right? They're going to try and pin this to Trump. Now, this killer uh, in Highland Park, Illinois, I mean, he carried out this shooting on July 4th uh, at a bunch of innocent people on an Independence Day parade. He does not espouse any values that we stand for as conservatives, that Trump espouses. The violence all comes from the left, but they're going to pin this on Trump. Now, they wouldn't pin or talk about the person who tried to assassinate Kavanaugh, even though he was a Californian who traveled out of state to try and commit that act of murder, that assassination. They won't talk about that. No talk about the political leanings of the Uvalde shooter. You know, the Buffalo shooter, I mean, he basically espoused the climate agenda of the radical left, but they were focused on, uh, they, they tried to, you know, lay that at the feet of Tucker Carlson as well. Replacement theory. Replacement theory. A theory that the Democrats have long openly admitted. They want to replace, quote-unquote, white people in America with other people. Illegal immigrants. Replacing, you know, Americans who can see straight. Who aren't dependent upon the government. So anyway, we have a masculinity crisis in America. That's the root cause of this violence. You don't see women picking up guns and doing this. And by the way, where was this shooting? Um, let me just look this up. Because we're told this isn't supposed to ever happen. Copenhagen, Denmark. You know, this story happened as well. I caught it. At a glimpse uh, days ago, but before the, you know, Illinois shooting it, uh, happened and is now going to dominate the media for countless cycles for the next week or two. Well, there was a uh, shooting in Copenhagen, Denmark. He killed three people, wounded several others. He uh, carried out this mass shooting at a shopping mall in Copenhagen. He was a 22-year-old Danish man, another young man. He was known to psychiatric professionals. He was charged with manslaughter. And um, so apparently he was in the Danish capital there and, and, and uh, went in this shopping center and opened fire. Now, um, in Denmark, by the way, they have some uh, gun control laws. And I want to talk about those briefly. 
One second here. All right. So in Denmark, the the shooter there, um, he was a civilian, right? Twenty two years old, and civilians are not allowed to. Uh, own full automatic firearms, of course, but they uh, also aren't allowed to own semi-automatic weapons and handguns uh, unless they have special authorization. And gun owners can only get ammunition that is suitable to the guns they possess. And if you want to be licensed gun owners in Denmark, right, you have to demonstrate a genuine reason to possess a firearm, such as for collection or hunting. And you got to pass a background check that looks into criminal and mental health records. They have records in uh, in Denmark of people who have uh, licenses for guns. And uh, so my point is they have the kind of gun legislation and laws that the Democrats are dreaming of for America nationwide. And somehow uh, this shooting took place at a shopping mall of a psychiatric patient in um, Copenhagen, Denmark. So, you know, guns are basically illegal in Denmark. And, uh, you know, this kind of shoots their entire talking point. But the uh, Democrats, you'll notice, and the media didn't really cover this Copenhagen shooting too, too thoroughly, right? They didn't talk about these issues. They wouldn't make the points that I just made because it runs counter to their narrative. This is not supposed to happen. Not supposed, but it did happen. It did happen because somebody who is intent upon carrying out murder is going to do so. And what you want is a healthy society that is mentally well, but we don't have a mentally well society. We have the masculinity crisis in which fathers and uh, men are few and far between. And we have a Democratic Party who foments hatred every day, every single day, creates reasons to hate one another. They attack July 4th and so on and so forth. But like I said, uh, the Democratic Party, I think, is finished. This is the beginning of the end for the Democratic Party. They're unraveling before us. And that is the silver lining. So Dick Morris I caught on Newsmax. I forgot which show he was on, but he was making the case for Trump. I just happened to turn on the TV for the first time in days. And, you know, Dick Morris's point, essentially, to summarize for you, was, uh, was that, you know, look, Trump can run on this platform in 2024 and say, under me, we didn't have inflation. Under me, we didn't have this. We didn't have this, that. Under me, gas prices were low. So he, you know, here we have an example of Democrats who've destroyed the country, who are running on fixing it. And Trump is actually a candidate who can stand before the American people and say, I actually had those things under control. I have a proven track record of solving these problems. And he believes that's a very, very strong case for Trump. Now, Dick Morris is no uh, Republican, right? I mean, uh, Dick Morris, 
Uh, he's a Democrat, you know, uh, uh, political campaign consultant to the Clintons, for example. Uh, but he's out there making making this case for Trump. And, you know, the whole January 6th committee is about sullying Trump, making him damaged goods. And I'm telling you again, I'm telling you again, if these people, the Democrats, really believe that they trounced Donald Trump in 2020, they would be begging him to run again so they could do it a second time. But they know they're in trouble because they didn't win fair and square. And even if they had won fair and square, Joe Biden's approval ratings are, are they're, they are predicting that they could be in the 20s soon. 20s, which is, which is unfathomable for any American president to be that low. And they've got a lot of problems. Hillary Clinton is trying to throw her hat in the ring for 2024 again. They're going to run anybody but Joe Biden for president. And everyone is jockeying to, to be that. That's why a lot of people are speculating, by the way. I mean, why would Gavin Newsom run those campaign ads in Florida? Right? He's, the, he's running for governor in California. Why is he going to Florida running these campaign ads? Except to build a bigger profile for himself to make himself a possible contender for 2024. Now, no doubt... Gavin Newsom wants to win, wants to run for president. He wants to be president. Can he win a national? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I would love to see it. Newsom versus Trump, you know, whatever it would be. But uh, but that's what Dick Morris is out there saying. And so, look, a lot's going to change, but, you know, D- Dick Morris made a, made a very good point. So he thinks that Trump's going to run in 2024. That may very well be the case. And if that happens, look, even the people who would rather have DeSantis, they're not going to abandon it. They're not going to vote for Joe Biden over Trump. And Dick Morris pointed out some other things, too, about how, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump, you know, found a new demographic of voters. You know, people who weren't college ed- educated, for example. And so he's got this book out. I guess it's called The Return, Trump's 2024 com- Comeback. Uh, so, you know, he cites buyer's remorse over President Biden, historic inflation, gas prices, fears of a recession. Well, all those things will lead to people welcoming Trump back because people don't realize how good they have it. You, you can't realize how good you had it until that's gone. And that's his point. And I actually think that's a really great point and a great argument in favor of Trump running for re-election in 2024. You know, we got 74 million votes in 2020. I don't think any of those people went away. In fact, I think that's even grown beyond that. And I think that should Donald Trump win, look, he survived everything. He is the Teflon president. And he can win again. And the Democrats fear him. Fear him. And I think that all the January 6th commission, all the attacks against Trump, all the intentions to disqualify him from running again, shows that they know he can beat them. All right, this is Drew Allen. God bless you all. Until next time.